Hide your bats and hide your cocaine. We're talking Ozzy Osbourne this week on the Hit the Light Podcast. The Hit the Light Podcast featuring Big Frog and Michael Castleberry is on the air. Covering classic metal and comedy from San Diego, California. So now sit tight and hit the light. The Hit the Light Podcast is recorded live and uncensored. Big Frog in particular is not politically correct, so please don't be offended. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hit the Light Podcast with me, Big Frog. And me, Mike Castleberry. And this week we are getting into Ozzy. Yep. I don't know why we took that long. Yeah. We've done Dio, we've done Black Sabbath, we've done, you know, everything but Ozzy, it seems like. Maybe we just felt like we needed to wait until the right moment. Yeah. And I guess after four episodes of Iron Maiden... That was, was, the, that was, was the, the correct moment. It happens to be Tommy Aldridge's 69th birthday. Oh, nice. So, happy birthday, Tommy. Yep. I think it's also, like, the uh, anniversary of, like, Woodstock or something. Right. And, uh... Yeah. Uh, speaking of birthdays, uh, Vinnie Vincent... <laughs> oh, yeah. ...had a birthday party that was described as the worst birthday oh, celebration man. ever. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to think that it might have been a mistake for Vinnie Vincent to come out of hiding. Right. Because yeah. it's been nothing but like this shit's weird. Vinnie Vincent's like the Virgil of uh, <laughs> of rock stars. Yeah, like nobody wants his autograph for yeah. ten bucks or whatever, whatever it is. Man, well, it, nobody knows. Like, I mean, if you hadn't kept up on what what Vinnie Vincent looks like now, you wouldn't even know who the like. You're like, no. who's this old lady? Yeah, like, for sure you wouldn't. But yeah, no, it's just apparently nobody showed up. And it's like, that's why you don't throw your own birthday party and right. make a deal out of it. Because when no one shows up, you're going to be like, oh, I guess nobody likes me. Yeah. And then uh, back to the cabin you go. Man. But, uh, man. Hey, so uh, so for current events, obviously we're talking about Ozzy. We're going to be talking about revolving band members oh, and shit. all that kind of yeah. shit. So uh, one of the current events is... Um, this dude, Doug Aldridge, who remind me to give you some DVDs. You have a treasure trove coming today. Oh, fun. Um, a, uh, Doug Aldridge, he used to play for Dio. He uh, was in White Snake, And then he decided to quit and give it a go with his own band called the Dead Daisies. Okay. Right? Now, like, in watching, you know, documentaries and stuff, like with my girl, she's always like, well, why don't these guys... Why don't they do their own band? Why don't they try to do this, try to do that, you know, whatever? And I'm like, well, some guys, they're just happy to be making that money as a side guy yeah. or whatever. They're, and some, they're hired guns. Yeah. And then some guys do take the risk, yeah. right? Like this dude, I think his name is James Hook or something. No, don't, don't quote me on that. But he was, uh, he started out in uh, Hillary Duff's band. I mean, he started out in his own band, obviously, but yeah. they didn't do nothing. He got hired to play for Hillary Duff, making good money, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, Hillary Duff d- people decided they're going to go make movies instead. Yeah. So just fired the whole band by email, and and uh, he was just like, "Fuck, what to do now?" Luckily, Alice Cooper had seen him. Yeah. And Alice Cooper is always about getting the best dudes. Yeah. So he hired him, and then he was in Alice Cooper's band, but he decided to let all that shit go and join. Um, Five Finger Death Punch as a full-on member, right? Yeah. Now, whatever you, you think of the band, they're doing good. Yeah. So he made the right call, right? I suppose so. Yeah, you know, 
Well, Doug Aldridge left Whitesnake to go do this Dead Daisies band with, with the singer was John Karabi, who was in Motley Crue yeah. for that one minute. The one Motley Crue album I like. Right. <laughs> and so now uh, John Karabi's out of the band and he's being replaced by Glenn Hughes, <laughs> which basically means your band is almost over. Yeah. Right? Because when Glenn Hughes joins your band, it's about to end. Yeah, he's like that dude uh, that played Jefferson uh, on uh, Married with Children. Yeah. People used to always joke that he was like the, you know, once he joins a show, it's yeah. about to die. Yeah, you're about to jump that shark. But, uh, so, so best of luck on the new, uh, you know, the new project. And uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see about the dead daisies. Well, yeah. Well, uh, I'm but, not holding my breath. Yeah, but that dude Doug Aldridge, man, he's such a beast. Yeah, he's such a beast. Watch you trip out on that. The DVD that I'm giving you with him on it is uh, it's called um, Dio Holy Diver Live. Okay. So it's like they play the whole Holy Diver, and mm -hmm. he does the eight the uh, Vivian Campbell parts, pretty much spot on. You know, yeah. it's like uh, where where nobody else has been able to do it, and uh, and that. That almost puts us right into the same place with Ozzy because it's been constantly yeah. somebody trying to do it like Randy, you know, or or not trying to do it like Randy, one or the other, yeah. throughout the time. But um, yeah, man. So so Ozzy wants to quit Sabbath right before Never Say Die. Yeah. They either talk him into coming back or he comes back or whatever. They make the album. No one seemingly is happy about it. I think I'm the only person in the world that likes that record. It's all right. It's because not I my, dig it. It's not my favorite by right. any means, but it's it's okay. Okay, you gotta rank. You know, you kind of gotta adjust your scale when it comes to Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. But um, a bad Black Sabbath record is probably gonna be better than a lot of other ones. Oh yeah. Um, I just don't think there's a whole lot memorable on Never Say Die. Right. Aside from like the title track just about um, it's not Yeah, it doesn't have a lot of hits on it. Yeah. Right, that's true. That's true. But I like I like like the you know what man? I think I just like drug addled music. <laughs> I think that's what it is because I like Technical Ecstasy and Never Say Die. Yeah. And again, they were both on the two sides of the same tape for me. So I would play that over and over and over and I guess I was all jacked up and I like that they were all jacked up I guess I don't know but <laughs> I uh, like technical ecstasy better um, right yeah it is better for sure but it was a bunch of dudes not not getting along mm -hmm. yeah like you said they're all burnt out on fucking drugs right um, and Ozzy's worse right than everybody except for one other band member yeah. So, you know, famously, they send the second most fucked up band member to go fire the first most right. fucked up band member. And so that's it. He's out. Yeah. And I think pretty much everybody knows this story, but we'll just give it a glance. He's all tore up in a, in a hotel room in L.A. Sharon drops in on him. Yeah. It's a mess. He stinks. It's bad. Yeah. And you know, and she and she tries to tell him to get his get his act together because they got to start auditioning band members. Yeah, which he didn't even really think was going to be a thing. 
He didn't think yeah. anybody would want to be in his band, you know. But they they uh, recruit a guy, famously Dana Strum, who he thought he was going to be in the band, right? Like it was like, okay, you're going to be the bassist. Who else should we get? So he goes and he's helping them get everyone. And as it turns out, he's not going to be in the band, you know, <laughs> uh, because they need somebody who can write songs. And that yeah. was Bob Daisley who, who ended up joining. And uh, the funny thing is that even when Bob Daisley left, Dana Strum still didn't get the call. <laughs> so he was he's, he is actually pissed about that. Yeah. He went on to be in Slaughter later in a couple other bands. He had a he had a career. Yeah. You know, so so it's not that bad, but uh he's he didn't get that Aussie money. Exactly. It's you know it's that even if you had an okay little career, um, getting some royalties for Blizzard of Oz is right. better. Is um, better, yeah. It's like, you know, Dave Mustaine and Metallica. Um, doesn't matter how many albums he sells. He's, he's he's still second second right. banana and he doesn't like that right you know right so bottom line Dana Strum is the one that pointed them in in uh, Randy's direction and to me like Randy is I'm gonna have a lot of sports analogies in this one for okay. whatever reason Randy is like when you just nailed your first round pick mm-hmm. you know and you got LT Andrew Breeze you know yeah. and whatever you know and uh, if they had gotten anybody else, there's a good chance that we're not even talking about any of this shit. Yeah. Because it could have just been one bad album and that that's it. Yeah. You know, maybe right. he joins Sabbath again when Dio leaves. Yeah. You know, something or something. Like that. Yeah. Because, right? I mean, that's the fact of the matter is, is, um, you know... It's retroactively a lot of that fun work for, with sharing, controlling the narrative, and this and that. When mm-hmm. they act like, oh, it was always going to be a solo act. Mm-hmm. It was never mm-hmm. a band. It was never this. You know, you know, it's building up. Like at that time period, Ozzy wasn't shit. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the guy that got fired from Black Sabbath. Right. Um, you know, it's like he wasn't a legend. You know, mm-hmm. he was a he was the lead singer of a popular band right. that had already been losing popularity. Yeah. And then he got fired. Right. So, and some people, Ozzy was what they didn't like about Black Sabbath. Yeah. You know, so, there was so, that. yeah, they just, you know, when they're scouting people for, you know, the Blizzard of Oz, mm-hmm. which was, that was supposed to be the band, mm-hmm. uh, and then they decided selling as an Ozzy Osbourne record would make more money. Right. Because it's a more well-known name. Right. Instead of saying, you know, Blizzard of Oz featuring Ozzy Osbourne or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just say, put Ozzy on it, call the album Blizzard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Moving on. You know, they're scouting guys, and, you know, you got Bob Daisley, who's an amazing... Any, like, we've said it before. Mm-hmm. Any band is just made better by him being in it. Right. He's in a phenomenal songwriter. You know, they get uh, Lee Kerslick mm-hmm. on drums, who's a fucking beast at right. that time period. And then, you know, the cherry on top is... They get this fucking young dude from Quiet Riot mm-hmm. before Quiet Riot blew up, right. which is always funny because one way or the other, Randy was going to get famous. Yeah. Um, but they pick him, and it's like, you know, like you said, it's nailing a first-round drag pick because you could get any guitarist. You right. could get, you know, Jakey Lee's sick. Yeah. Zach Wilde has his moments, mm-hmm. this and that. 
Randy Rhodes is a transcendent guitarist. Right. He's a transformative guitarist. He's like, you know, you just found the new fucking Van Halen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, he's he's a once in a generation talent. Right. And that's that's you know that's what makes that fucking record right more than anything like you said it could have been a bad record it, it, I don't think it would have been bad if it was everybody else that was in that band plus someone that wasn't yeah Randy, George Lynch it'd have been sick yeah probably would have been but good. it wouldn't have been what it was right because Randy elevates every single song right on that yeah you know and that's the thing the thing about like the thing about Randy is that he made see because like Ozzy was when he left or when he he got kicked out but now he's in a new place and one of the cool things is that he doesn't feel like he has to make like a Black Sabbath record he doesn't feel like it has to be any of those things that Sabbath is you know so he's free and Randy's like also free (laughs) you know you know dudes who play guitar and stuff yeah so you've obviously heard somebody play Crazy Train on a guitar, mm-hmm. right? It's an easy return. But you've never heard anybody play it the way Randy plays it. Yeah. You know? And that's because he has like a a certain discipline from classical music. He plays the notes for a certain duration. It's very precise. Mm-hmm. It's not it it's not it's not casual. You know, yeah. it's very, it, it, he attacks it, you know, and he does that with all the chords too. First of all, the chords that he plays throughout most of the first album are not like your standard power chords mm-hmm. that everybody uses that just move around. Yeah. He uses different voicings and he fucking strangles those chords. You know, he, he you hear every note ring mm-hmm. out. It makes it sound completely different from any guitar player who was at the time. And so it's just like, it's a boost, right? And then also the way that the songs are written, like him and Bob, right? It's like there is no, like a lot of times with with, uh, songs where you consider somebody like who has a really solid rhythm guitar like ACDC mm-hmm. or Scorpions or Metallica or whatever you could pretty much structure the song like this like okay here's the intro here's the verse here's the chorus here's the verse and then it pretty much just repeats like that till the yeah. end with Randy's songs there is no repeats like that to the end yeah. ever every verse is different every, every uh, chord everything's different yeah every single time so it's it's just like it was new it was exciting and you could tell like Ozzy was excited yeah you know and that's what kind of makes the whole the whole project um, take off and the cool thing is is that it was a, a hit yeah right away you know like a lot of times we talk about um, you know what, what was this album better was that album better like with the with the Sabbath you know yeah. and whatever and there's arguments to be made Heaven and Hell is it's neck every and neck. bit is every bit as good as Blizzard and, yeah. and Mob Rules and Diary you know whatever but the Ozzy albums did better 
Yeah. They charted higher. They sold more. Yeah. So, and that's the thing that I've that I've noticed in looking at these Ozzy albums and shit. They always chart. Oh yeah. It always. Even the bad ones. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> so it's like you know he he has some type of a magic about yeah. him. You uh, know. He's take nothing away from Ozzy. He's a fucking star. Um. Even when he's fat and wearing kimonos mm -hmm. and shaving his head and mm -hmm. this and that, like, mm -hmm. you're there for the ride. And, you know, I'm lucky in a way that by being younger, I didn't have that time period where, it, you know, Ozzy was lame. Right. Because there's, I have friends that talk about, you know, when they got a chance to see Ozzy, you know, it's maybe it was like the early 90s or something, mm -hmm. and they're like, no. Yeah. It's like Ozzy sucks now. Like he's he's lame, it's passe, mm -hmm. and then he chugs along and gets reinvented. He's a legend now. So he is a he is a legend by the time I was getting into metal music. Right. And you know, Ozzy is uh it's, it's he's integral to my fandom. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as just as much as Metallica, like it was the fact that you know, when I first start getting into heavy metal, um, first two things I got were you know black you know the Black Sabbath we sold our souls for rock and roll, mm -hmm. and I got the Ozman Cometh compilation. Mm -hmm. So I got my my Ozzy best of I got my Sabbath best of right so that really helped shape a lot it's a good starter kit yeah and then it it also poisons it a little bit because that also put me in the uh, oh fuck Black Sabbath uh, Ozzy Osbourne yeah this is where it's at his yeah solo stuff right you know and it's funny too because as time went along me and my brother because we shared shared CDs and stuff there's two one of the few things we differed on was uh, he preferred solo Ozzy and I preferred Black Sabbath mm. and that's one thing you know he was like nah, I just like solo Ozzy better right and it did sound more modern it did uh, I still I think I still prefer Black Sabbath overall mm. but that's only because they put out killer albums killer album mm -hmm. after killer album after killer album after killer album with it just getting better and better and better before finally petering off whereas with Ozzy you get like two killer albums and then Randy dies mm -hmm. and then it's just downhill from there right pretty you much know, there's stuff to be appreciated mm -hmm. on stuff after that mm -hmm. but it doesn't in my opinion I think in the opinion of a lot of people I, I don't think it it just doesn't touch yeah, the Randy era stuff. Yeah, um, and honestly, even I mean, it's he he made his best album right out the gate. Right. Um, you know, Diary of a Madman is good and everything, but it's not as good as Blizzard. Okay. In my opinion. Right. Um, I like it. I like it just just right there. It's I I mean yeah it's like one A one B right but I'm just saying like and then obviously Bark at the Moon is a distant third yeah it's not you close. know you got Jake coming in yeah and that's they're already starting to get a little more poppy right and it's going in that direction and we've talked about it before how you know before long you're just sitting there snapping your fingers shot in the dark right exactly 
one step away from you and yeah. that's not metal that's right fucking, that's no. a pop song totally you know and uh but then it's funny because as much as i i guess shit on zach because i'm not a big fan of him he it did metal it up again oh yeah he joined the band and oh, there's yeah. some cool fucking songs with him also right i do like um Oh, shit. See, now, about Zach. Okay, now, Zach joined in 87. Mm -hmm. And then uh, then he was there till 95, okay? Now, for those, for the first, like, three years, I dug it. Like, those first two records, I liked them, and I liked Zach's style. I liked that it was more metal. uh, Everything. It kind of, I liked that Ozzy was, like, he looked like Ozzy again. He didn't yeah. have like uh, platinum hair and um, yeah, you know, purple sequins yeah. and whatever. He kind of settled on his his consistent his, look. Yeah, his new point. look. Yeah. He's got his long black hair and right. everything else. And then and then he and then Zach left for uh, about five years. Yeah. And then when he came back, then he looked like he looks now. Yeah. Like with the beard and the fucking buff and scraggly and whatever and then he brought back that harmonic squeal all the time I don't like that yeah I don't like that (laughs) and 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 uh and you know and he does it to where it's part of the riff so therefore it's repeating yeah and it's always in your face that was too much and and yeah but before that before he started doing that I dug him yeah and I thought he was cool yeah Yeah. I I was trying to remember the name of the song that I you know, one of the Zach Air ones that I actually really, really dig, and so I don't want to change the world. Okay, uh, that that one just stomps, you know. But I like like uh, I like Bloodbath in Paradise. I like uh, uh, another song on that record, but I can't think of the title right now. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of songs on there on there that I like. Um, I, I do want to rewind a little bit back to Blizzard of Oz because uh, mm-hmm. I you know. I figured this episode was going to be pretty Randy heavy anyway. Oh, for sure. And you keep saying you're going to make a solo Randy episode. Yeah. Too. We'll see when that happens. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, because, you know, the thing I like about albums in that era is they don't, there's no fat on them. Right. You know, this thing clocks in at, you know, just under 40 minutes. Right. I had, you know, nine tracks with the longest being six minutes there at a... Uh, Revelation, Mother Earth, but actually, you know, it's it's actually like eight tracks. And I think about it because they have the hmm. never mind. Yeah, no, it's nine because they have that little fifty second instrumental D. I mm-hmm. couldn't remember if that was on the original pressing or if that was on like the re release. Yeah, no, yeah, it was on there. I want to. I just wanted to talk about um, it's you know, there's classics, obviously. There's stuff like Crazy Train that I don't think I need to ever hear again, mm-hmm. but it's still sick. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's fun to hear at, like, sporting events. Yeah. Um, with all the cool moments on that, because I was re-listening to this today to really just sit and listen to it more and more. I'm going to have to, I'm going to make a controversial statement about this album that, uh, to me... I think Goodbye to Romance mm-hmm. might be the high point of the record for me. It's a ballad. It's right. slow. 
but that is probably one of the best demonstrations of what Randy can do uh-huh. because he's doing you know aside from just playing fast heavy riffs right he's playing a ballad yeah so he's showing you know he can do that he's got a lot of you know harmony in there and this and that but right. then he has a pretty fucking shreddy solo right. in it so that's the first solo first Randy solo I ever learned so it's there's it was a, the easiest yeah. one yeah <laughs> but it's you know it's it's just an impressive display of all his talents mm-hmm. in one song and I know like for a lot of people will probably lean on something like Mr. Crowley right because there's some crazy soloing in there too mm-hmm. but there's just something about the song I know it's a cute little ballad but right there's it's yeah. a good it like, is. It's a good demonstration of Randy's overall competency as a guitarist. Yeah. He's, he's not one-dimensional. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because uh, I actually sat and watched all of the Aussie videos, like all of his official videos, and a lot of the songs that he made videos for are ballads. Yeah. And it's so funny, and that was the one that started it. I mean, yeah. you know, besides changes, you know, yeah. but this is the one that started for him solo. And a lot of them are hits, and it's really weird because it's a, it, they're ballads for a dude who's not really considered a great singer, yeah. uh, you know? So it's like a weird thing, but somehow it, it, works. Just, it works, you know? And Ozzy's like that guy. Another sports analogy. He's like the dude. He's been sitting on the bench, right? He didn't catch no passes mm-hmm. going down the field. You know, he's not writing any songs or whatever. He has melodies to contribute and, yeah. and whatever, but he's not. He doesn't play any instruments. He's not writing any riffs or or lyrics mm-hmm. for that matter. Whatever, whatever. But you give him the ball on the one, and he gets, and it, he gets it in the end zone. Yeah. Every fucking time. And and it's just ma- that there's value in that. He's magic. He, you know, he somehow gets that magic on the fucking yeah. tape. And you know what? I'll, I'll say this about Ozzy. For, like you said, he's not generally considered a great vocalist mm-hmm. or this and that. And his vocals have definitely deteriorated. But I think at this point, he's kind of an underrated singer. Yeah. Because I tell you what... Um, there's some vocal lines he does on songs that are really fucking hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it, you know, to, especially the way he does them. Right. So there's this, he just has a completely unique tone and everything else to his voice mm-hmm. that is really fucking hard to replicate. Like, right. Um, like, example, like, I can, you know, go have a few drinks, do karaoke, and I can do some Black Sabbath stuff. I could do some other stuff. You know, I mm-hmm. I like to think, all things considered, I have an okay range for someone that's not, like, a singer. Right. Um, I cannot fucking nail the, the chorus of Crazy Train. Right. It's in a weird pitch that I can't fucking grasp. Yeah. Like, I, I can't... I either get too high or too low. Like right. it's like I can't nail what he's doing. With yeah, it. it's, and it's it's like very high for a low range. Yeah, yeah. it's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, a lot of times uh, producers say 
that Ozzy's voice, when they when they go to track it, it like occupies its own frequency. Yeah. Like it's not. It doesn't get covered up by other instruments because it's not in the same frequency yeah. as them. So it's like, yeah, it's um, it's its own thing, man. It's definite. And you know what? He's always like when you when you go see Ozzy, mm-hmm. he's gonna fuck up, oh, right? Yeah. But when he fucks up, it's usually because he comes in early, or he forgets the words, yeah. or whatever. It's not that he's out of tune. Yeah, he's almost he's always in tune, and 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 uh, it's weird because basically, from from what I gather, they just hand him some lyrics. <laughs> And he just goes, okay. Yeah. And then he puts it out. Yeah. And it's it's just really something that not too many people can do. Yeah. You know, and I think that Sabbath has always struggled to find another guy that could do it. Yeah. You know, but I mean, besides Dio, who writes all of his own shit. Yeah. So, of course. Well, you know, but other than that. That took a lot of the pressure off of him. When yeah. When Dio came in, like, I can write my own lyrics. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And and then and then so and then Geezer goes on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing that was funny that I that I noticed was that um, whenever during this during this time, whenever Geezer was unhappy <laughs> in Sabbath, he'd just shoot over to Ozzy's band real quick. Yeah. So he was in Ozzy's band in '88 for for a while, and then he was in the, in for '95 for a while. So basically, like after Born Again, he went to Ozzy's band. Yeah. And then uh, he went back for Dehumanizer yeah. and then after Cross Purposes he went to Ozzy's band and then he goes back obviously for the reunion yeah. but so yeah was so he the, on Osmosis and uh, he was on Osmosis yeah and yeah. he was on uh, I, No Rest for the Wicked yeah so which which those are two pretty good records yeah uh, you know um, and then and then funny enough Bob Daisley like Bob Daisley was on Blizzard, on Diary, and then he gets kicked out. Mm-hmm. And the fucked up thing, there's two things. See, because one thing, like you know, we we bag on Sharon a lot, but I'm gonna give her credit because first of all, she saved Ozzy's ass, yeah, right. And then after that, she seemingly made a series of wise business decisions. Now. Heartless in some cases, or whatever the case yeah. might be, but they worked out. Yeah, you know, so deciding to have like a younger, energetic band behind Ozzy for the tour, it's genius. Yeah, and it worked. Now, whether or not you should have recorded the albums with the two old guys and actually made them think that they were going to be in the band the whole time. Yeah. That's probably wrong yeah. to do. That's pretty shitty to like, here, record this album. Okay, now, uh, yeah. that was really good the way you wrote all these lyrics and you played the shit out of that bass. Yeah. But uh, Rudy Sarzo was going to go on tour. Right, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, guess what? When it comes time to, to record Bark at the Moon and Randy's gone, we're going to give you a call again. Yeah. Right? So, Bob Daisley's like in this abusive relationship with them. Everybody, apparently. Yeah. And he comes back for Ultimate Sin. He comes back for No Rest for the Wicked. He comes back for No More Tears. And is writing songs for all these records. Now, I was curious. 
but it seems like everyone who's ever been in uh, in Ozzy's band, when you look them up on NetWorth.com or whatever the fuck that is, mm-hmm. their shit is always under review. Yeah, because they're either in, involved in some kind of a lawsuit where yeah. they make win or lose money or whatever, but nobody really knows how much cash Bob Daisley has. Yeah, nobody knows um, how much money Jakey Lee has. Yeah, you know whatever. But if you stick it out and you do what you're told and whatever, you could have 16 million like Zach has. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's 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 one of those things. Maybe they got better at the end. They mm-hmm. got cooler. Maybe Sharon mellowed out and was like, you know, we don't need to keep all the money. We can, you yeah, know. but at the same time. But I think Zach was just a team player. Yeah, no, he was a team player. He was a young kid when they hired him. What is he, like 17, 18? Yeah, he was young. Yeah, he was super young. Um, you know, and... Yeah, then they did shit like the uh, remasters that were. Oh yeah, that they was re-recorded brutal. everything other than Ozzy's tracks and Randy's track. Right. Specifically, uh, so they didn't have to pay Bob and Lee and anybody else. Right. It was just okay. Brutal. These are going to be the versions that are sold now. Right. It's like when Star Wars got the special edition, and yeah. all of a sudden you can't buy the original Star. Star Wars right. anymore like this is what you have to fucking deal with now this yeah. is this is the version so now you have Rob Trujillo on bass right. and shit like that with nothing against Rob Trujillo I mean okay. he's a sick bassist he's yeah. great in Metallica but yeah by putting Ozzy's touring band at that point on the records and then putting it out there like it was kind of I don't want to say it was kind of fucked up. It was really it was fucked funny. up. It was fucked up. Yeah. And I mean, God forbid. I mean, I guess in a weird way, Randy's lucky he was dead because if because he could have been on the outs. Of the oh, band it could have went sideways point. for and, sure. And he might have been re-recorded. Yeah. By Zach or something. Oh like lord. That. Yeah. You know, but because he passed away the way he did, he's kind of like this untouchable. Oh yeah. Um, metal god he's like you know, totally you can't you know you you can't fuck with it like you're gonna keep you're gonna keep selling those albums that's gonna go into his estate yeah um cause I don't think even Sharon no. does that in her no oh god you can only imagine the rage if they did something like that but. yeah yeah I think Ozzy would put his foot down on that one yeah uh, because he's still I mean you know like you could tell when he talks about about Randy, he still gets choked up. Yeah, he misses still, him. You know, yeah, and that's now that that he's uh, that he's kind of more all there. Yeah, it was funny because I watched a bunch of interviews with him lately, and in one interview, it's funny because he's talking and he goes, he says, "Sometimes I don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes I just talk." Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like. Sounds like our podcast. And like, man, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, man, so what it was I just listening to for fucking 45 minutes? You yeah. Just, you know, and he does that. He contradicts himself. He like, you know, whatever. And uh, one of the big things that, um, that I was tripping out on was basically like the whole Jake period. Mm-hmm. He's like, he doesn't remember that shit, he yeah. says. And, and uh, this one thing that I was watching is basically him in his living room 
watching his old videos and shit. Yeah. And during the Jake time is the only time he just like got up and walked out. Like he didn't yeah. want to see that shit. He yeah. just didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to relive it. Yeah. You he, know. He's like, I don't remember any of this. It just never happened. <laughs> well, that's you know, you gotta wonder. I mean, the guy had drug and alcohol problems with Sabbath, but you know, Sharon briefly got him sobered up for yeah. a little bit. You gotta wonder if you know, Randy dying well, yeah. spiraled him out of control again. Oh, for sure. Um, because he, when he talks about Randy, he says, like, he, it was like meeting his, like, musical soulmate. Right. Like, they were perfect together. Right. And, you know, and then all of a sudden, it's like, in a blink, he's gone. Cause, right. Because, I mean, Randy was only in the band for, what, a couple years yeah. before he died. Like, yeah. I imagine him that, but he had that much of an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, you know, when I... What I if I ever try to come up with a list of like who I consider the greatest guitarist of all time, it's tempting for me. It's hard to to put Randy as like absolute number one for me, just because he got cut down so young, and he you know, and there's only so much of him that's been ca- caught on tape. Right. So uh, other people have so much more. Uh, you know, to go off of. Mm. So it's easy to say, oh, Randy was the shit because he never got a chance to, like, make anything shitty. Right. He also never got the chance to make anything better, too. Right. So you never know what he hits. It's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. When you die like that, you're forever that age. I mean, I think for sure that third album would have been insane. Oh, yeah. Now, after that, who knows? You know, they could have... They could have... uh, they could have decided, you know what, we need to fucking, we need to be like poison now because fucking, you know, you never know what business yeah. decisions could be made about the direction, you know. You never know what could happen. He could have left the band and joined Quiet Riot again. Yeah. And uh, there's so many. Yeah, things. and then had everybody be mad at him or, you know, you never know. Because there's rumors that he was starting to get kind of on the outs right. before he died. Right. He was unhappy about... Um, having to record an album of Sabbath covers, basically. Right. Um, he wasn't thrilled with that. So there's a couple of things that, you know, directions that things were going that he wasn't right. thrilled with. Um, so there's a chance that maybe he makes a third record and leaves. Right. And then what history is completely different. You mm-hmm. know, you know, Randy Rhodes goes his way, Ozzy goes his way. Maybe Ozzy doesn't get all fucked up all the time, mm-hmm. but then maybe Ozzy has a fucking beef with his old guitarist. Right, yeah. So... Now, speaking of weird, there's two guys that, that uh, need to mention. And one of them is Max Norman, who, was, who produced the first two records. And the funny thing is, is that he was just another luck of the fucking draw, right? They rented this barn to record the albums, and he just so happened to be the house engineer for that barn. Yeah. That's it. They didn't know him. He was a young dude. And him and Randy just got along perfect. So he, so when Randy was like, I want to triple track these solos, any other producer would have been like, no, 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 yeah. you know, youngster. That's not the way we, you know, yeah. this dude was just like, down, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and so they, they did a lot of things on that record that, that uh, wouldn't have been the same without, without him, yeah. you know. And that's, a, that's a, another oversight in four four episodes of Iron Maiden and we never brought up Martin Birch you know who is important to those 
those records, you yeah. know, and into a lot of records. That fucking guy. Oh yeah. You uh, know, but um, but yeah, man. Uh, Max Norman was important, and then Brad Gillis, who fucking took all the shit, mm-hmm. so that Jake didn't have to later. And you know, and did the album that nobody evidently wanted to make, yeah. right? And the cool thing about that record is that uh, <coughs> when when they were on the Diary tour, they were already doing rehearsals once a week for that album, mm-hmm. which they were just going to do two shows, small shows at the Ritz, club shows. And record the record, and that's it. Never yeah. fucking, never think about that shit again. But the tapes of those rehearsals must have made their way to Brad Gillis because the way that he plays the Sabbath is like the way Randy was rehearsing the yeah. Sabbath. So in a sense, it's like a secondhand interpretation yeah. of how Randy would have played it, you yeah. know. And you can tell that because. When you hear the uh, the paranoid and the um, the children of the grave and the songs that are on tribute that are also on Speak of the Devil, you can tell that they're the same template. Yeah, you know. So um, so in a way, that's even though Randy didn't like Sabbath, which I found shocking yeah. when I first heard it. I thought, how the fuck could he not? You know. Yeah. I think that that album would have been sick if he would have made it, and I think it was still sick, even with with Brad, and yeah. and he was one of the few dudes at that time that could have done it. Yeah, you know now you could probably pick a dude out of the audience. Hey, you know any Randy songs? Come on, you know. Yeah. But back then it wasn't that fucking simple. Yeah, you know, and and so Brad Gillis, man, you know, right on. Yeah, but, yeah, he held it down. For I've a always been there. a fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. Uh, I'm listening to Speak of the Devil and stuff like that. Um, there's a very, it's still very Night Rangery uh, mm-hmm. when he's soloing and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's his style, right? So I mean, yeah, he's not gonna play like you know Randy or this right. and that. So yeah, it's. I'm glad you know that you know he was able to step in and do a very into a very difficult position. Yeah, yeah, because. It's never easy to replace a guy that just died. No, um, no not, especially not like and not like a that. guy that, like I said, that's like basically he was like the new Van Halen. He right, was like the guy that every motherfucker was gonna try to copy. Yeah, um, yeah. To the point where even Van Halen, when you know Randy was on the up and up, Eddie was yeah. like, "I gotta fucking yeah push myself again because here's this motherfucker coming yeah. out here threatening." You know doing some of this shit better than me yeah yeah so yeah so bottom line they get Jake I already knew who Jake was because um, he's from around here yeah. you know and uh, he had been in Rat he had been in Rough Cut he was a dude that you know he we, we kind of already thought of him as a star right yeah he's Jake Williams that's his name yeah. and uh, and when we first heard that okay we heard that he got Ozzy got this guy Jakey Lou Williams that was what Circus Magazine reported right and we're like who the fuck is that he's a Japanese guy what 
Okay, <laughs> whatever. Once I saw his picture, I knew who he was. Yeah, right. That's Jake Williams. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, fuck yeah, dude, that full shreds, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I mean, you know, we're all, we're still like, obviously heartbroken about Randy, but there's already been a guy. So it's kind of like, if you, like like if your chick breaks up with you and you're all heartbroken or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get another chick, and she's just there for a minute, whatever. Yeah. But she helps you get over it. Right? Yeah. And then now for the next one, you can you can you're new again. Yeah. You know whatever. So that's kind of where we were with Jake, and you know give him a chance. You know I was in Spain when Bark at the Moon came out. Got it. Uh, got the Spanish version. It had one different song on it. Mm. One song wasn't on it or whatever. Um, I dug it. I love Jake. I still have some gripes about the way it's produced. Like, for example, like, you know, with Jake's solo guitar, the, the, the trick to recording the solo guitar is to, is to uh, record it as cleanly as possible and then add it, whatever you need to add later. Yeah. You know, with, with that uh, solo on Bark at the Moon, solo guitars, a lot of those solos, it seems like they're already processed mm. and then it's put on the tape. So you can't take that shit out of there. Yeah. And it's it's muddy, you yeah. know. So it still sounds sick, but it's not as impressive as it wouldn't would have been if it was cleaner because you don't hear all the clean picking. Yeah. And all the clean because and because the way that Jake plays shit, ninety nine percent of the time that Jake plays something, there's an easier way to play it. <laughs> and he's chosen to do it yeah. the fucking hard way. To I don't know piss off a guitar player I don't know what what yeah. for, but it really gave him a unique sound and his shit is very very fucking hard to play. Yeah, you know. So Jake was impressive, you know. Then the second album with Jake comes out, and it's like by a lot worse yeah. than Bark at the Moon. So now, like you said, we have a distinct downward trend. Yeah. that's going on you know um, Zach joins it gets a boost and then it continues on the yeah. downward trend again and then Ozzy gets on TV yeah so that was interesting did you watch it I did a little bit out of just you know freakish curiosity I think it was interesting because it repackaged Ozzy Osbourne mm-hmm. because he was you know of the Prince of Fucking Darkness, yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. he was. He spent the '80s as like the ooh, the Devil Man, right? He's you know biting the heads off of bats, totally. and he's you know it's all satanic. Totally, and, um, they took know. my Speak of the Devil tape away from me at school. Yeah, I mean, shit, you know. You, then you have him being sued because a kid, yeah, killed himself. Killed himself. Suicide Su- solution. Suicide solution and. All that, and it's a song about drinking yourself to death. It's right. a song about Bon Scott. Right. But they're trying to say, oh, this is that devil heavy metal music. Right. Or getting killed, so you know, to kill themselves. It's like when priests got sued for it. Right. Saying that, though, they're satanic messages if you play it backwards. Yeah. And Rob's over there saying, well, if I had it say anything if you played it backwards it'd be buy more Judas Priest records yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like why, why would I want my fans to kill themselves they yeah. can't buy records anymore if they're right. dead so you go through all that and then you know the 90s it was he still kind of had that reputation a little bit but mm-hmm. it was 
you know, he's one of the dudes that got to hand it to him when everybody else was falling off during the grunge thing. Mm-hmm. Ozzy still kept on, kept on, and was sell, you know, selling records and charting and everything mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, by that point, you know, that's when I'm finally starting to get into metal. So I know Ozzy has this legend and right. all that. And it's like, ooh, it's the evil music. Right. You know, uh, and then the Osbournes yeah. happens. And then you got Sharon and his right. kids. And it's like. And he's like a buffoon. Yeah, he's the dopey dad. Yeah. Sharon. Sharon. Oh, Ozzy. Right. I can't believe you did that again. Right. You know, it's like a sitcom with no script. Yeah. Where she's the smart wife and he's the dumb dad. Right. And the kids are mouthy. Right. (laughs) Now, I totally thought that he had, like, Parkinson's or something like that Mm -hmm. that was making him act like that. Well, that's why he had originally uh, retired right. that first time was he was misdiagnosed right. with I think it was Parkinson's. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so it looked it looked. I mean, but I didn't know. And, and you know what? And at the time that that shit was on, I had never really been through it. But he was really just like fucking swimming in booze and swimming in dope at that yeah. you know pills and shit and. He was probably not going to make it much longer at that rate, yeah. you know? And so, and then when you hear the kids talk about it now, they talk about, like, all the shit that they couldn't show. Yeah. Because it was so fucking sad and depressing and fucking, yeah. you know, that nobody wants to see that shit. So they fucking try to make you only show you the funny part. All the silly shit. Yeah. But really, the fucking sad where he's fucking passed out on the floor with the fucking Vikings all over the fucking, yeah. you know, and puking and fucking, you know, they don't show that shit. Yeah, that could have been a very different fucking show. Oh, yeah, you know. So, um, but, I mean, you know, again, that's fucking Sharon making a way when there's no way. Yeah. You know, they don't fucking want to let Ozzy on Lollapalooza, so fuck me. She starts her own fucking festival yeah, so. and becomes bigger than fucking Lollapalooza was. There's there's a lot of shrewdness, uh, fucking ruthlessness, mm-hmm. and luck. Yeah. There's there's a lot of luck. You know, I mean, a fucking Ozzy's got to be one of the most lucky son of a bitches of yeah. all time. Well, apparently you know? he's a a fucking mutant. That's the yeah that he has yeah a they, genetic mutation where he can handle more drugs yeah. and alcohol than the average yeah, person. The average person, you know, I think I got that mutation too. <laughs> You're some kind of mutant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, th- there is there's a lot of people that have done what he's done. They would be dead for sure. Oh yeah, no no doubt about it. You know, and I I know that feeling. Oh, yeah, no, that's when he was touring with Motley Crue, and they all talk about because they're fucking wild men. And, yeah. you know, they all almost died at one point, and one did. Yeah. And God had to have his heart restarted. Right. Uh, which is the song Kickstart My Heart is about. Mm-hmm. You know, and Ozzy was fucking partying harder than that. Man. Yeah. And they're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, what's up with this fucking guy? So. All right, man, so we're almost at an hour. Looks like we might have another Ozzy episode in us. I'm not sure. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. So we'll figure that out. I am going to do a solo Randy episode at some point. And uh, obviously that will be intense because that's my dude. Yeah. You know, 
And uh, so we'll get on that. And we'll be back next week with some more Ozzy or something else. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever we decide here. So until the next one, this is me, Big Frog. Me, Mike Castleberry. And we are out. sound